This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to A Page Too Far. It's a show where each week one of us reads a book and tells the other all about it. My name is Delmar O'Donnell and with me as always is my co-host Pete the Horny Toad. How you doing, Pete? Hello. I'm a toad. Have you seen a brother right though? No, I haven't. Oh, well, that joke went over your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a character named Delmar, whose okay. best friend is named Pete, and he thinks Pete gets turned into like a horned lizard. Okay. Okay. That's the joke. Do you want to try something else? Or? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only one other one I had is, uh, I'm Delmar O'Donnell, and with me as always is my partner, Buster Scruggs. Oh, shit. I have seen Buster Scruggs. Okay. They're played by the same actor. This is going to be a little bit of a weird episode. Uh, we just got done recording a, uh, a our second commentary because mm-hmm. uh, yep. our first one our first one messed up. I figure we should probably say it on the main feed as well. Right. Um, okay. So we were going to release a commentary. We hyped it up a bit for Riddick, the third Riddick movie in the yeah. Chronicles of Riddick series. Um, we recorded the commentary. It was mediocre commentary on a terrible film, and we lost the recording. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> it, it, half of it. Half of it didn't work right. So we we have like half of the audio. And we don't have the other half. And it's and because we're in my echoey living room, it sounds really awful. Yeah. So we were yeah. like, fuck it. It wasn't that great anyways. Let's just watch Equilibrium, which is an awesome film. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, I think we had a much better commentary on that one. I think so. so. I think so. <laughs> so, uh, so look out for Equilibrium coming out here. Um, it should actually already be out by this point. Right. Um, but uh, but we did that in place of Riddick, and, and now we're telling you why. Um, also, you get a little insight into recording these things. So yeah, uh, we lost our first. This is our first lost uh, lost it was footage. Going, it was going to happen. It was going to happen eventually. Yeah, we talked about having something to back it up, but we never actually recorded that thing. No, uh, we so didn't. we just re-recorded uh, something else. Yeah. So we just finished that, and now we're coming to this episode. So it's gonna be a little weird. It's gonna be a little little bit of a fun episode. Fun episode. Other than that, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. That's yeah, good. A little little tired. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit. There's a bit of that going around. <laughs> We have we have a first this week here on a page too far. Okay. We have a lot of firsts. We have a lot of firsts. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens with the new show. Right, right. This book that we're going to be looking at, the author contacted us. Oh, yeah. And said. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That's the one we're doing today. Okay, okay. The author contacted us and said, hey, uh, I'm writing this book. It's coming out. Do you guys want to review it for your show? We said, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I made sure you, when you responded to him, because yeah. we kind of wrote the email together, yeah. and I was like, be very clear with him that we're not going to blindly promote it. We're going to give our honest feedback on exactly. it. Exactly. And he, he said, go for it. All right. Um, he said any <laughs> plot twists probably won't actually be plot twists and spoilers and things. Um, right. He's right. But <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this book we're going to be looking at is, uh, it is titled... This is why I went the Ballad of Buster Scruggs route. Okay. Um, it is the Ballad of Jasmine Wills. Okay. Okay. Is the name. Uh, the author is Lee Roselle. He is an English professor at the University of uh, Montevello in Alabama. Okay. I found this out afterwards, but it's very clear throughout the book. This book takes place in a city in Alabama that doesn't actually exist, but it is framed around where he grew up. Okay. Okay. So he knows the country, that kind of thing. That's very Stephen Kingish. Yeah. 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 He does the same. Yeah. yeah. Very similar. But this uh, this book is published by Montag Press, which I wonder, and I was I told you I was going to mention this. I wonder if that's a reference to um, Guy Montag, who is the protagonist from Fahrenheit 451. Oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. could be, couldn't be, who knows? Uh, that's just my own little observation there. But uh, the the Ballad of Jasmine Wills is not out yet, so I want right. to I want to be very clear about what's happening here. 
This book is releasing December 10th. He sent us an advanced copy for mm-hmm. free. We did not pay for this. This is not a sponsorship. Um, it is we not a sponsorship. Paid. We didn't get paid. He didn't pay us. We didn't pay him. He just sent it, said, hey, if you feel like reviewing it, if you think it'd be a good fit for the show, mm-hmm. feel free. And we said, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it is a good fit. I, th- I think it's going to end up really good, well. Good, good. This copy that he sent me, so I don't know if this is going to change at all from when he sent it a few months ago until now. Right. Um, the copy is 292 pages long. It's a, it's a bit chunky, but it was it's fairly fair. Easy. It's fair. And I want to throw this up front, too. Uh, this book is very surreal and metaphorical. Okay. Um, he, uh, Lee Rosell, uh, Professor Rosell, uh, wrote horror novels and short mm-hmm. stories before this. Okay. So this is his first like actual novel novel. Right, right. Uh, but it still has that kind of surrealist element to it. A big portion of this is about not body horror, but self-image and how did I put it? Body positivity. Okay. Played a huge part of the plot. Okay. Okay. So be prepared. This may get a little weird in the area specifically around females. weight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and dive into Ballad of Jasmine Wells. Prologue. So there's chapters. I'm not going to go by each chapter, but there are parts to this book and they'll kind of set the narrative. We open with a young man named Preston. Preston lives with his grandmother uh, in the woods in rural Alabama. Okay. Preston is fishing in the river, and he catches a handful of bass and a bream. Oh, nice. Uh, the book goes into super details, like the kind of rod and line he's using and everything like that, like very clearly. So he's using a uridium rod yes. with the, uh, the, 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 the chest's uh, bobber, mm-hmm. so he gets treasure every time he fishes. Exactly. <laughs> is anybody going to get that? One person will. <laughs> he delivers them to grandma. These are the fish. He delivers them to grandma after putting a whole bunch of white powder in the bucket with the fish. That, uh, that very quickly dissolves. Grandma prepares the fish and Preston goes to his room. He then hears Grandma calling him and as he comes to the kitchen, she's face down on the table, not moving. Uh-oh. He picks up her body, strips it, and forces it into a rhinestone jumpsuit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. With a black wig and mutton chops. <laughs> okay. He dresses her up like Elvis. Oh my God. All right. All right. All right. And so he drugged her and he drugged her and dressed her up like Elvis. Okay. And then proceeds to photograph her. Uh, she comes to consciousness once or twice and then very quickly fades back out. Okay. The next day she wakes up and he says, oh, you're all right. You had another one of your spells. Hmm. And that's the end of the prologue. Hmm. What an opening. Yeah. The, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I feel really weird. Familiar vibe from cows. A little bit. In a this. way. I, I was afraid of that. It, it doesn't like... it doesn't verge into that. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it doesn't break into that. It, it's It has a very similar feel, but it is not even close. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. good. But that's weird, right? That, that's, it is weird. We don't want to have another cows. No. So, uh, no. Do you think I would read a book like cows and then bring it to this probably show? Probably not, no. I don't, I, I, I don't <laughs> think I would. I'm not, I'm not there yet. So this is part one, the abduction. Okay. Yep. Jasmine Wills works at the Tallapoochee Farmers Bank. Tallapoochee is a city in Alabama. It's a great name. It doesn't exist. Okay. It, it sounds like, uh, what is it? Tallahassee? No, uh, Catahoochee. Is that what it's called? Couldn't tell you. Like way out yonder on the Catahoochee. It gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. That's, I don't know. Nope. <laughs> it's something like that. Anyways, what were you saying? Moving on. You're weird. I'm, I'm, it's just, it, it sounded familiar. That's all. <laughs> Not, I mean, that's a tune I recognize, but, um, She's sitting in her truck waiting for the bank to open. So she works at the bank. She's waiting for it to open. Okay. 
she is stuffing her face with sausage biscuits. Okay. The book starts straight away and it continues with depictions of the food that she eats. I'm going to skip most of it okay. because it goes into gory detail. Right, right. Of her dipping chili cheese dogs in cans of nacho cheese. And, oh, uh, I like it. it I, I'm probably going to get some talk about after this. I'm not going to yeah. lie. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a whole thing. So I'm going to skip most of it. I'm just going to kind of right. skirt around it. But uh, when it's important, I'll bring it up. Um, but she is, did I ever tell you the concept that exists called Fat America? No. So a guy I used to work with, whenever we got a, we worked at a fast food restaurant uh, of an unknown name or not an unknown name that shall not be named. Okay. Um, that sells ice cream blizzards and is secondarily known for fast food. Okay. Uh, he had a concept called Fat America, which is when somebody would come in and do it, basically any kind of special order where they add things on to what already exists on the menu. Right. Okay. That's Fat America right there. I got there. you. So anything Fat America you can think of, that's in this book. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but while she's stuffing her face, she is also hating herself. She calls herself pig. Like, why mm, do you keep doing that? Okay. Um, she's huge. And this How is huge? this is her own. We don't get we don't get a full scale. But uh, she is astronomically large to the point that she's described as having latitudinal cracks between the inner tubes that surround her, which is a wow. great description. Yeah. Uh, and she hates it. Right. Yeah. Sure. Now, the first thing we see her do at work. So the bank opens. She goes inside. First thing we see her do is harass a Hispanic woman who's looking to open an account. Oh, my God. Uh Apparently, the only ID the woman has is a library card. She doesn't drive, so she doesn't have a driver's license. Never mind a state ID. Uh, Jasmine says, I can't pronounce your name. And the woman says, well, you don't have to to be able to open my account. Right. Right. (laughs) Uh, Basically, Jasmine is just being a cunt to this woman. Okay. And the woman also is in the wrong. Right. Okay. Very little bit of this takes place in a bank. Most of the bank stuff he got right. Okay. So thank you. Nice. You're in brownie points there. <laughs> I also had to put the book down for a minute because some of the stuff that happens, I'm just <laughs> like, too, uh, no, it's no, too, stop it. Oh I've been there. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to relax. But, uh, but yeah, he's right about that. A library card is not a valid form of ID. So yeah, she was in the right. She was being a cunt about it, but she was being in the right. Uh, she begrudgingly opens the account later because some nonsense gets involved with her manager or whatever. Um, but a bit later we see her in the bathroom. It says this is 9.03 a.m. She is cramming another biscuit into her mouth. So she's she's in the bathroom eating another biscuit. Okay. Uh, and hating herself. Right. Uh, we get some backstory, but it basically boils down to that she hated her um, home life and what happened. Where did it all go wrong? There's a lot of backstory in this. I'm going to skip a lot of it. Okay. Because it's an interesting read. It has no actual bearing on the story. Okay. <laughs> um, she's interrupted by a man coming into her office. So she's out of the bathroom now, I should say. Right. Man comes into her office. Uh, he has severe scoliosis. Okay. And he's, it's, he's bent at like a 90 degree angle. He's like, his face is down by his ankles. Pretty much. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He demands, <laughs> he demands some stuff from Jasmine. Okay. Wanting to know specifically how much interest he's earned on his CD account. Okay. Logical thing. She basically says, well, it matures quarterly. So on your statement, you can check that. Right. And he says, no, I mean, I want you to tell me how much I've earned right now. Cause I'm, I need to know. And she said, no. And I had to but put the book down and walk away. That's her fucking job though, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is. And I, and, and it's not hard to figure out. Right. There's basic calculations you do if it, if it compounds monthly, if it compounds quarterly. She's just a spiteful She's bitch. just a spiteful bitch. Okay. <laughs> he causes a bit of a scene and he like, she, there's a snow globe on her desk that her dad gave her when she was little and he like picks it up and he starts looking at it and she's like, put that down, yada, yada. Right. Um, she eventually hits like the security button and her manager comes over. And then her manager sees who it is and says, oh, Preston. Oh, you're, I didn't know you were back in town. 
apparently Preston, right? Big movie star. Well, celebrity. Big on TV shows, I should say. Not a movie star. One of the bank's best customers. Okay. Yeah. Give him anything he wants, which is <laughs> what she really should have done in the first place because, right. damn it, it's her job. But Yeah. <laughs> but now she's being forced to do it. Preston kind of laughs it off. So she continues to help him and he continues to demand things of her. And she's just being salty about it. And he says, what, right. do, you, what do you get from being this way? What, right. what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, and she just calls him a doofus. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure he's crying after that one. And he laughs and he leaves. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because like <laughs> she's actually using doofus as a. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's also I forgot to mention this because I didn't write it down. There's a part when she's opening the account for the Hispanic woman where she's like after she gets the ID, she's like, you got to have two hundred dollars. And it specifically types it out in like that kind of two hundred dollars. Two hundred. Two hundred. Okay. H u n n e r t. Hundred. I like it. And the woman whips out like ten grand. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Just to prove her wrong, she thinks about this and she thinks about her past for the rest of the day before dropping off to sleep after more gross food. This is when she dips the nacho, the chili cheese dogs okay. and nacho cheese. And over the next few days, she feels like she just can't shake the feeling she's being watched. Okay. There's just like something bugging her. She doesn't know what it is. The postman's hanging around um, and she's basically sus of everyone, but she remembers, she also remembers back to her time at Camp Calvary. Okay. So this is when she's a little girl. She's in like third-ish, fourth, no, I'm not older than that, maybe, maybe like 10, 12, something like that. Um, She's singing in a worship service and I don't know how else to describe this. She starts to feel really good, really good. Oh no. And when she tells her mom, when she gets home. Her mom says, that feeling is for the Lord. Don't tell anyone about that. Okay. Was she touching herself? She was not, but she was experiencing the sensation. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so I'm trying to be delicate about this, but basically she was creaming her jeans while worshiping. Right. No, that's um, that's something that happens, but it's rare. It's like a shiny Pokemon. You have to (laughs) cherish it when it happens because it's, it doesn't. Right. Happen that often. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, but she tells her mom and her mom's like, yo, that's between you and God. Like, don't, don't tell anyone else about that. Right. Only Jesus can make you feel that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that happens. Okay. Oh, and all the kids at camp laugh at how fat she is because she's fat. Right. Even as a kid. Jasmine starts getting some letters. They are delivered through the drive through the bank. They are sent, placed on her desk. They are uh, put in her truck. She just finds them. Okay. She doesn't read any of them. Why not? Uh, because she thinks that she is going to be instantly embroiled in a plot to rob the bank if she reads them. Like somebody is trying to demand something from her. And if she knows what it is, she may help them. Is like, she schizophrenic? <laughs> not schizophrenic, just paranoid and lonely. Okay. She lives alone. She's afraid that if she reads the letters, the people watching won't let her go. Okay. So it's like, if I get more, if I get the evidence, then they'll they'll know that i have it but it's like if somebody breaks into your house and you're like hey i ain't seen your face man i ain't seen you you can go that kind of thing that's like a stereotype in movies right, right? that happens you have no reason to hurt me exactly i don't know who you are i can't identify you just leave we're good yeah that works all the time i guess um but that's that's her thought process she's like if i don't look at this evidence then then nothing ignorance will happen. is bliss exactly Ex- that's the better way to put it right <laughs> um eventually she recognizes the hispanic woman placing one of the letters in her truck Okay. And she gives chase. And she's like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? The Hispanic woman then loses her easily because she can't run because she's huge. Right. She opens up that letter. It says, I will kill her. Okay. She opens up the other letters. So that's like a a cliffhanger for like a page and a half. 
Right. Where nothing happens. And then she opens up the other letters. The other letters, so all of them in order say the doll inside, the pig inside, the corpse inside, I will kill her. Huh. We will break that down later. Okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Now we cut to a man named Tick. Okay. That's his nickname because he's always feeding off everybody. Him and the Hispanic woman are talking about what they're seeing. The footage is great. It's perfect. It's going to be big. That's all we got. Okay. We cut again, but this time to Preston. We find out the dude's a real creep. Basically, he pretends to be people from his high school. He tries to hook up with the girls. So he thinks there's this guy, I forget the exact name that they use. It's like David McLeod. Okay. David McLeod banged Jessica in high school. Okay. So he's going to like high school reunion sites, pretending to be David McLeod to talk to Jessica to try and meet up and bang. Okay. He's super deformed. Right. So he finds guys who were in the military as well and says, hey, there was an accident, yada, yada, I may look different. Okay. okay. And then tries to bang these women. Right. Doesn't work. That that seems such a convoluted way to get rejected. Yes. It's so strange. Yes. (laughs) Uh, There is one, there's one, one scene in particular, which I think kind of focuses on his character where he does meet up with a woman. Right. But she's old. She doesn't look like she did in high school. Okay. Because he's like, I mean, I, we don't get an exact range, but I picture Preston about 50, 60, okay. somewhere in there. Okay. So she looks like an older woman. She doesn't look like she did in high school. So he backs out. He pretends to not be. Dude, what did you, what did you think? <laughs> he didn't. That's the thing. That's the whole point. He's not thinking at all. He wants things to be the way they were. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, too. Okay. That's depressing. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Back in the day, too, we also, I don't, I don't remember if you find this out here or now um, or, or later, but uh, basically he had a really bad fall and that's why his back's fucked up. Okay. So he okay. used to be quote unquote normal. Okay. Um, but now he's not. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that happens. That's really weird. That night, Jasmine tries to sleep, but she wakes up and she sees her ex standing outside. He begs to be let in. She says, nah, you're just going to rob me and buy dope. Right. And then they agree to meet later at a public restaurant, like okay. a, like a, uh, a coffee shop. She says, you can't come in. Like you left You're you're a druggie. You're just going to use it. If you're serious about meeting back up with me, meet me not tomorrow, but the next day, like Wednesday at a coffee shop, we'll talk. Okay. He leaves. We do find out through her inner monologue that the reason they split up. Cause he's a druggie. No, please say it's a druggie. It's not cause he's a druggie. Why? That actually doesn't come up again. <laughs> okay. The reason they split up is because one night, usually when they bang, yeah, he pumps and dumps and that's it. She doesn't have any fun. Okay. So one night he said, hey, you don't seem like you're enjoying this. Can I help you enjoy this more? And he tries to help her. Okay. And she starts to feel that feeling again. Oh, no. Realizes, oh, my God, this is what happened. At Camp Calvary, pushes him off and beats the shit out of him. But but weren't they banging before? They were, but she didn't get anything out of it. Ever? Yeah. Okay. Why was she doing it then? It's fun for him, and she just wanted to be there. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. It's very sad. <laughs> okay, she beat the shit out of him. She beats the shit out of him. Okay. Yep, so he leaves. Rightly so. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised he came back. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's why they split up. So, there's a little more backstory here. Okay. Again. Um, Preston at one point, uh, we find out that he kind of wandered around homeless for a bit. He had a pet turtle. Nice. That pet turtle died. 
Not nice. He kept it for two years. Nice. Thinking it was still alive. Not well, nice. Not, think, not thinking it was still alive. <laughs> pretending it was still alive. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people found out eventually. He would like set this weird thing where he would like tape it to his chest to carry it with him. Ugh. So he just had this dead turtle taped to him. He just give little kisses on his forehead. Just. I don't know. Every now and then. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. That was really weird. This whole everything in the backstory. So the the main story weird. The right. backstory really weird. This is, this reminds me so much of cows, but it goes up to within sight of that line. And then backs off. And then backs off. Yeah. It's like how you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like Jasmine when she's banging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the next day, this is the morning after her ex met her. Okay. We find out someone messed with Jasmine's desk. Mm. This part's going to go really, really, really fast. Okay, go. They find out that it was a bank employee. There is the line that said the call is coming from inside the bank. Nice. Yep. Uh, the call's coming from inside the vault. Yep. Uh, <laughs> she follows the employee, crashes her car, and is kidnapped. Okay. Uh, we get more backstory about Preston and his friend Tick, which I don't care about. Uh, and then Preston readies himself. It is showtime. Okay. Part two, the egg. 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 We find out that everything that has played out has done so because of a reality TV show that is being filmed. Wow. And hosted by uh, Preston. Right. Jasmine doesn't know. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but everyone else does. The bank employees or plants, her job at the bank has been straightened out. Right. Even her ex only wanted to meet her because they, mm. they thought it'd be good for ratings. Mm. Preston, through Tick, makes killer reality TV shows. So Tick is the one with the... Preston has the ideas and Tick is the one with the know-how and technology to set it up. Okay. He has kidnapped Jasmine with the intent of keeping her in what they call an egg. It's basically like a one-room situation that she can't get out of okay uh, a room locked away where they will deliver her food they will keep her on an exercise regime and make her perfect okay. so kind of like biggest loser but involuntary and with one person yeah also illegal yeah very illegal yeah. he has world-class chefs he has a security team cameras everywhere uh nothing could go wrong um there's even cameras in the bathroom that ticks put in okay and when Preston says, don't put cameras in the bathroom, Tix put them in the bathroom. Oh my God. And then later Preston's like, why did you put them in the bathroom? He's like, I know you wanted them in there. He's like, yeah, you're right. Oh my God. Do they like fist bump or something? Pretty much. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, I, I could read between your text. Uh, um, I would, um, I, I mean, obviously this is wrong, but yeah. I would, I would volunteer for it. <laughs> I would too. Lock me away for a year just to yeah. force me to like get me myself. a computer and yeah. then. Just, I'll, I'll lose some weight. <laughs> nope, she doesn't get a computer. That sucks. That does suck. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit. Does she get a in... ball? Nope. <sighs> she, no. Um, Preston is also going to be isolating himself. He okay. has his own version of the egg, but he's not actually trying to lose weight or anything like that. He's just isolating himself so he can understand what she's going through. Okay. It's really weird. Um, but he's going to have the ability to communicate with the outside world. He gets a phone, he can text, talk, email, right. whatever. Okay. Um, kind of run the show. But Jasmine's only communication will be with him and with her trainer. That's okay. it. Jasmine wakes up and tries to figure out what's up. There's a whole point where she's like, she wakes up and then shuts her eyes closed for like an hour so that they still think she's sleeping. So she can try to figure out what's going on. She listens to see if there's anybody else in the room. There isn't. Right. Um, it's actually, it was very interesting. She's also trying to de determine if they're sex freaks, if they're torturers, <laughs> if they're just serial killers. Right, right. What's going on? Logical. Right. She checks out the room or she screams and shouts at the empty room, but no one answers. Um, there is a bed. There's a commode and a shower behind a curtain, which we find out later. There's cameras in. There's bookshelves. There's a TV and exercise equipment. 
and a dumbwaiter. Okay. The dumbwaiter dings and opens and reveals her breakfast. She sits down and downs it immediately, wishing for more. Right. It was, it talks about the food. This is healthy stuff. Right, right, right. right. Um, just then, she hears a voice. It's Preston, but she doesn't recognize the voice. Okay. He asks her to get on the scale. She fights with him for a bit, but eventually relents, and we find out that the drastic weight of this hugely obscene person. Right. This historically monumental figure. It, wait, let me guess. Mm-hmm. So she's a middle-aged woman? Um, a little younger, maybe thirties. I'd say thirties. She's probably like two twenty, two thirty, two forty-eight. Oh wow, she's fat as fuck. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I I so I tried so hard to yeah. phrase what I'm gonna say after that, and I just okay. backed everything up because there is no good way that I can say it, except okay. that that is a lot less than I was expecting. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, that's like. that's average yeah today it's not maybe not super healthy but it's not bad no that's like uh yeah that i had that thought of like oh that that's it i thought i thought i was like yeah really lowballing i was expecting 400 (laughs) yeah i I thought at least 300 yeah no 248 yeah so uh moving on okay (laughs) preston then shows her some art uh on a powerpoint okay um that pulls up on the on the screen uh, he asks for her interpretation, basically saying, hey, don't you hate yourself when you look at this art? Like, don't these people look beautiful? What do you see? What do you like? She plays him like a piano. She starts crying. Right. She says, no, this is horrible. I do hate myself. And then he says, well, good. That's the first step to healing. And then she's like, man, I could really use some mellow yellow. <laughs> and then she laughs at him. Yeah. Calls him a doofus again. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to skip it a little bit. There's a bit of a bit of a jump. Okay. Uh, there's an exercise coach and there's some more enrichment with Preston. As they talk, Jasmine learns what Preston meant in the letters. The doll inside, the pig inside, the corpse inside, I will kill her. The doll, this is, this is Jasmine's interpretation. The doll is the plastic shape your mind makes so you're able to deal with the world. Okay. The pig is the hunger you can't, that, um, I'm sorry. The pig is the hunger that can't be filled no matter how much you eat. The corpse is the deadness your heart feels every day. And the I will kill her just means that he thinks he's going to fix her. Hmm. Okay. In her words, fat chance. <laughs> <laughs> she fights him every step of the way as well. Right, like everything okay. that happens, she's like, no, I don't want it. Here's my lunch. Bring me a double cheeseburger and some Maliello. She loves Maliello. I mean, I do too. I haven't had it in a long time, but it's like generic Mountain Dew, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. So there's another time jump. Some hijinks happen. The staff of the show behave like the staff of a reality show. They are also being filmed. Okay. Um, so there's romances. There's conspiracies. We okay. find out like a group of cameramen is meeting and giving information to like E! News. Oh, okay, uh, secretly okay. and that kind of thing, like that kind of drama. Reporters are getting beaten off and scared. I mean, scared off and beaten. <laughs> beaten off and scared. <laughs> okay. I'm into it. I wrote that down. Okay. I, thought of, I, thought, I thought about that joke as I was typing and then I wrote it in there. <laughs> that one's not improv. I'm proud of that one. Uh, the chief, uh, I'm sorry, chief, the chef has a meltdown that Jasmine hates his food. <laughs> Well, because he's she's a world there against class her chef. will. She's going to say everything. She's there against her will. She's used to eating everything covered in grease and gravy, right. which is delicious. And he's making her all of this good Mediterranean cuisine, right. which isn't filling. That's what unreal- she's losing weight. That's unrealistic, though, for a chef to break down when chefs, someone doesn't like his food. Chefs are tough as fuck. Not this one. This one's a bitch. <laughs> but that, 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 that's like infamous. Like chef school is so yeah. hard. Only the toughest people get through. Yeah. 
So if you're a chef, like a professional world-class chef, you don't give a fuck what other people think because you know your food's good. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. But no, he's like, she's my toughest critic. I need to I need to make something that she's going to like, yada, yada. It does, like, it goes above and beyond saying how good of a chef he is, too. Right. Um, he has, like, restaurant. He's he's one of those that has, like, I have four restaurants, one in Paris, one in Tokyo, one in New York. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Then why do you care what she thinks? Just go back to your restaurant. She's the one successful. person, the one person who doesn't like his food. He's got to win her over. Man, that's too relatable. <laughs> that's too, it's too personal. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has to like me. Jasmine puts her foot down, her much lighter foot. Okay. Uh, she's lost about 120. Damn. Yeah. How long has she been in there? About uh, six months. Something like that. Jesus. Maybe a little more. It's a period of time. That's not, <laughs> that's not a healthy rate of weight loss. Yeah. They specifically mentioned that they're feeding her 1500 calories a day. Oh my God. And then she's on like a strict exercise regimen. Jesus. No. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. You're going to fucking kill her. It's not sustainable. <laughs> no, it's not. That's bad. Yeah. She thinks to herself that she has the body men could want. Um, she's gorgeous, but it's just not her. Losing that much weight in that little time, she's going to have extra skin. Mm-hmm. Doesn't talk about that because I thought about that too. Stretch marks. Mm-hmm. I have stretch marks. You don't have to feel bad about it. No, stretch marks are fine. She's also demanding every time somebody talks to her, bring me a mellow yellow, bring me a sausage biscuit, uh, some type of fatty food. Eventually, Preston puts the cards down. He needs her to sign a contract saying that she won't sue everyone. <laughs> in return, the network will give her, I think it's $750,000. Damn. And royalties. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, she said for life. The pilot of the show. He, so he's revealing all of this now as well. Right. He's saying you're on a TV show. The pilot of the show aired. They changed your name. Your name's Jasmine Meadows now because Jasmine Wills didn't s- sit right with the audience. Okay. You're a star. Everybody loves you. Like this show is off the rails. Except that people don't love her because they don't know her. Yeah. They know what reality TV has cut together. Right. <laughs> and shown. Right. Um, she basically says, deliver the contract in person with Mellow Yellow or fuck off. <laughs> that's the that's the it all it's all jointed on that mellow yellow yeah yeah uh preston says no so she she says okay fuck off right part three the escape okay a lot happens a lot okay we're not gonna cover all of it i I, okay just for a second yeah i feel like so she's lost all the way she looks beautiful yes gorgeous that should be the finale where you're like hey look well, oh, but they can't air it though. They they don't. That's and that's something they talk about. They don't have enough to air because there is no, there isn't enough material for the show that they need. They don't have enough airtime, so they need but, more. But how do? But how, why do people love her then if they haven't been able to air? Her that they much? can't. They they can't finish the show. They've aired the pilot and they've aired a few episodes, but they don't have enough material to finish. So they're working on but, that. But why do they need her permission? They need her permission so that when they let her go, she can't sue anybody. And there's a gag order basically saying, hey, they didn't kidnap me. Um, but I feel like you should sort that out before you start releasing episodes of a show. Nah. <laughs> well, they're going to keep her there forever? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. There's a bigger plan at work here. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. God's plan. Yep. Tick tries to compete with Preston for control of the show. Okay. There's a little back and forth between them. Um, he frames Preston by killing the head security guard and dressing him up like Preston used to do to his, uh, victims back in the day. His victims. He never actually killed anybody. I don't think. But he would dress people up like Elvis. Yes. And he has a series of Yoko Ono, Paul McCartney, and 
John Lennon wigs. Okay. So weird. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so he frames Preston. Uh, people find that. And uh, yeah, the whole show is under scrutiny, but they can't rap even with the murders because the money is too good. So they got to keep it under wraps until rap. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, Tick needs the contract signed. So he goes to Jasmine on his own. He says, I'm going to bring you dinner and the contract. We'll, we'll talk about it and, and we'll go from there, but I'm going to bring you whatever you want. Uh, she says, where's Preston? He says, Preston couldn't make it. He's out hiking. He's on kind of a bit of a bit of a vacation because he's, he's, he's going through some stuff. He sends her a fancy dress uh, and an outfit through the dumbwaiter. And she doesn't want to wear it, but she decides why not. It also mentions that he sent her some lace panties and a nice bra. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's like, he's like, I want you to be the talk to my tick. Also, she's going up that dumb waiter one way or t'other. She's going up there. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Um, she gets ready. He shows up all slick and handsome. She tells him what she wants, which is just grease. Okay. For lack of a better word. And mellow yellow and a bottle of uh, very specific wine. Okay. Uh, wine that she got back home. He shows up slick and handsome with the food she demands and she signs the contract. He tries to seduce her. But she hits him in the face with the bottle of wine. (laughs) Ow. Runs to the sink, breaks it, making it into a dagger. Oh, my God. And sticks him. Oh, my God. She climbs into the dumbwaiter and escapes. Okay. Okay. Now, I've had some experience with dumbwaiters. Yes. Every one of yous, Mm -hmm. you have to close the door before you can hit the button to send it up. The button closes the door as well. Oh. Okay. So, So she reaches out, hits the button... And the door closes and then goes up. Mm. It also locks. The door locks. Oh, okay. okay. Because they need to uh, make sure she can't escape. But <laughs> but then he did that and left the dumbwaiter open. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not not smart. No. Not a very secure facility. No. Whatever happened to the good old slot in the door? That's what I'm saying. Just put a little slide of tray in there. Yeah. Put some, put some green beans on that tray. Slide it in there. Yeah. At the top, she confronts a cleaning woman and finds out that she really is a celebrity and the woman doesn't have any idea that she was being held down there. She knew about her, but not that she was being held there? Right. Like, she knew about the show, but she didn't know the show was being filmed in her basement. But it's not her basement. Interesting. But, but yeah, but, like, she's cleaning the facility. She doesn't know she's down there. Okay. Yeah. Um, we find out, like, ten pages later that that was bullshit and she didn't know. <laughs> oh. Okay. But Jasmine had a bottle dagger to right, her throat. Right. So she's like, I don't know. I don't know shit. Okay, okay. Understandable. Uh, yeah, exactly. The woman directs her to her locker and, like, gives her her clothes mm-hmm. and then says, hey, you, you're, you're in the middle of the woods in Alabama. Like, you're not going to live in a dress. Right. Bobby's locker over there has a coat. You should take his coat. Here's his combination. Okay, okay. So she gets a coat. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Jasmine flees. Part four. The long and winding road. Things go off the goddamn rails. Okay. <laughs> Tick goes to Preston's hideout, finds it empty. Preston had been lying to him. All those conversations uh, and everything he's saying to Jasmine had been pre-recorded. Okay. Jasmine runs up the mountain and runs into Preston at his campsite. Preston says that everything that has happened is has been recorded for the show. Right. Including her escape. There are cameras fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the facility, in the woods. He turns like he turns on his phone and there's a live feed of her sitting at the fire talking to him right now. Wow. Okay. Yep. Everything is being filmed. The staff are in on it. It's all a show. Okay. Okay. She's a star. She's a hit. She basically beats him up and takes his food. (laughs) 
Uh, also, I don't know when they're going to understand that she is. That's just her personality. She has at every single turn said no. Yeah. And beat the shit out of and men. And beat the shit out of men. <laughs> like, <laughs> just maybe just don't fuck with her anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But they continue. Um, Preston says, hey, before you go, we knew you escaped. Also, Tick is fine. He's not fine. He's severely injured, but he's alive. Right. Um, and he shows her a picture of him. Right. Uh, and then he says, here's a bag. There's a water purifier in here. Go that way. Like, run. Okay. <laughs> so she does. She takes the bag and she runs. Preston follows her using the GPS that's hidden in the bag. Nice. <laughs> like, come on. He just told you that literally everything is for the show. Yeah, come on. Now, now you whatever. There's a part where some guys chase them because Preston's behind her and they have shotguns and really bad Southern accents. Okay. We find out that Tick hired Euro Disney actors. So Disney Europe, Euro Disney. Oh, okay. Okay. Performing Song of the South. Uh, he hired those guys. Yeah. As extras to chase Preston and Jasmine. <laughs> okay. They threaten to shoot Jasmine if she doesn't come back. She stabs one. Okay. Preston grabs the gun from another and says, yeah, your friend is actually dying. Take him and get him out of here and leave us alone. Right. You're right. all fired. Okay. Because <laughs> he's he owns part of the company. Right. After that, Preston and Jasmine stick together, though she's mean to him all the way. Uh, they encounter a grizzly bear. I think it's a guy in a suit. <laughs> and Preston tells the calls the bluff saying, yo, there's no grizzly bears in Alabama, you dumbass. <laughs> Jasmine jumps on its back, finds a zipper, rips it open. It's the same British guy. Okay, okay. Uh, from Euro Disney. And he says, hey, Tick won't pay me. I just want my money. <laughs> and Preston's like... I'm not paying you. I fired you. Go get your money from Tick. Right, right. So the guy sulks off back down the woods. <laughs> uh, they keep walking a few more days. Days. Okay. They're running low on food. Um, <clears throat> this is what happens. For some reason, they bang. What? I don't know why. Oh, to this day. Okay. I read this scene three times. Yeah. Don't know why they bang. They bang. And as they finish, Jasmine basically bear hugs him. Preston. Okay. And fixes his damn back. <laughs> she like pops it back into place. So he didn't have scoliosis. So he didn't have scoliosis. <laughs> he has, his back was out of alignment for some reason. And he's been a hunchback for his entire life for no reason. Oh my God. <sighs> At that moment. Right. Tick comes out of the brush. Okay. And uh, holding a camera. And he's like, yo, Preston, I knew you wanted to bang her. <laughs> like I knew this whole plot was just so you could bang her. <laughs> and Preston's like, don't listen to him. It's not true. I'm going to get us out of this. Here's my canteen. Drink this. Okay. And she's like, this is probably poison. Yeah, I'm I don't probably, trust anything Preston says. I'm probably going to die. I uh, just realized yeah. she lost, what, 120 pounds? Thereabouts. That means she's 130 now. Thereabouts. Yeah. She's small. Yeah. With an O. Really small. Yeah. With several O's. So like, <laughs> how is she still so fucking strong? Don't know. <laughs> Okay. Well, no, she has been she has been working out and and oh, like, fair enough. Actually, strength training and that kind you of thing. You know what? With her, with I'm her. a sexist bastard. Well, fair you enough. Know, that's fine. I wasn't thinking. That's okay. You're allowed to be. Preston hands her canteen. Says, "Drink this." She thinks he's trying to poison me, but fuck it. This is strange enough already. But fuck it. Yeah. They already did that. She uh nah. <laughs> she chugs away. Okay. She wakes up in a hotel room with Preston. Okay. He calls the concierge and leaves the room. And as soon as he's out, she calls the cops and is like, yo, I'm Jasmine Meadows. I've been kidnapped. But the phone is routed to someone who works for the 
show. She looks out the window later. We see cops hauling Preston away. Jasmine is finally free to live her own life. Um, because she signed the contract with Tick, she does get $2 million. What? That's it? Okay. Plus royalties. Okay. So the last deposit we actually see is $2 million. Right. But she's free to live her life a millionaire celebrity who didn't want any of it in the first place. She goes back to the bank and she does her own thing. <laughs> she, does she gain the weight again? I assume. I would assume too, because she didn't actually change her. She didn't her change. Mindset. She didn't change her mindset. She and I mean, so okay. So that's the end of the book. Okay, okay. That's the end of the book. Preston's hauled off in chains. Um, there's a lot that I didn't talk about in regards to the backstories because they are so goddamn weird. But basically, okay. Preston knew some people who knew Jasmine when she was growing up, and they like all grew up around the not the same time. He was a little bit older than her, but it's like it's really weird okay. kind of related family stuff that isn't completely connected. But it's like there's somebody that Preston will mention, and then later you'll see somebody else with the same last name. Like that kind of thing. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Preston is weird. Preston's very strange. I don't get him. <laughs> I yeah. don't understand him. Yeah. No. So he has a thing where he wants, he has an image of the world in his mind and he wants the world to conform to that image. Okay. So he does what he can to make it. He burns down his house at one point. Okay. His father's house, I should say, because he wants to see film. He, he has a, a vision in mind for a film called Fire. Okay. And so he fills it out. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot there. But uh, basically, he kidnapped her to try and change her. She didn't want that. Right. She did change physically. But no, her emotional and mental state did not change at all. Right. She's still the same person she was in the end as she was in the beginning, except she's a little skinnier. But she was fully going to gain that weight back. But now she knows that's who she wants to be, I guess. Okay. Kind of. Because he gave her the option. So she hated herself in the beginning. But she doesn't hate herself anymore. No, there there isn't any of that self-loathing. But, but she's also gorgeous she, right now. But the reason she hated herself was because of her, her body, her perception of herself. Right. And so that changed. So she she wasn't overweight anymore. Right. So I would assume that's why she's not self-loathing anymore is because she's not overweight. So once she gains the weight, it's going to start again. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's... There's a lot of character development. Yeah. Not a lot of it in the future. Most of it's in the past. Okay. Yep. I don't know how I feel about her not changing, but coming out better. So it's very, very interesting because I thought when I read the premise of it, right, that it was going to be um, TV producer meets super mean fat girl and changes her and now she's gorgeous and everybody wants her at the end. Okay. Um, kind of like a My Fair Lady thing. Okay. Right, where he's like trying to fix her and make right, her better. Right. Um, but she doesn't want any of that. But eventually she grows and learns to love him, yada yada. Yeah. But that's not what it is. No. It's the start of that. It's the setup for that. But then the payoff isn't, oh, she's now gorgeous and I fixed her. The right. payoff is she's exactly the same, except I changed her physically because I forced her to live in this situation. Yeah, yeah. But I'm more of a creep than she is. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very, very, very My Fair Lady vibes in yeah. terms of the the male protagonist being skeevy from the start. Like, we know he's skeevy in the very beginning. Okay. And seeing how that plays out instead of having the best intentions, he's just trying to get money and bang this girl. Ew. Yeah, it's weird. Ew. Yeah. There's a lot more to this story. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> On every episode of this show, the person who read the book must give the book a rating. Our rating system consists of five levels. The lowest level is toilet paper. Where is the toilet paper? The second level. I forgot the second level. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not going to read this because I haven't memorized. The second level <laughs> is shampoo bottle. Shampoo bottle. It's better than nothing. Alfred, do you want to know the third level? My name is... Well, I'm not telling you the third level. <laughs> Michael Kane. The third level is Ikea manual. Competently written, but not necessarily entertaining. The fourth level is Kindle Pick. Worth buying electronically and or discounted. And the highest level is hardcover. Instant classic. You must buy this book. Fuck my voice. Ugh. My throat's going to be hurting after that one. I'm surprised you stuck with it that long. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. Thank you for your service. So, whatever your fucking name was. My name stayed the same. Your name changed. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. What was your rating? For my big fat reality TV show. This is the first episode where you're not (laughs) recounting the name. Well, you chose something I never heard of before. That's your fault. And I meant to say my big fat Greek reality TV show. That was the joke. I I, I got it. it. Okay, that's good. We got there. My rating for Ballad of Jasmine Wills. It's got to be an Ikea manual. Yeah. The the writing, the grammar, the Mm -hmm. words... Excellent. <laughs> the words were excellent. We've got the best words. The best the, words. Nobody has better words than us. Look, I, my best friend's a word. <laughs> I know all the good words. And let me tell you, these are some of the best words. It's an Ikea manual. So, so I mean, it was written by an English professor. Okay. It is very, very competent. Right. <laughs> exactly. um, it is. There is a world where it's entertaining. It's not for me. Okay. I would not buy this book myself. Okay. I think you would enjoy it as a book. Right. I don't think you would, you would enjoy it as a book for the show, but I think if you were to just read the book, I think you'd enjoy it. There's a lot in there that you would find interesting. Yeah. I like weirder stuff. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's not my style, but I do like the fact that throughout the whole thing, it didn't end in the My Fair Lady way. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that she basically fought him the whole way and in the end called the cops on him and arrested right. him. Right. I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually, there's one line that I laughed at, which was uh, when she's on the phone. She's like, yeah, he's, he's five, two. Well, he's five, nine now, but he used to be five, two. <laughs> That's a good gag. Yeah. There were, there were a few things like that where it's just like, like visual gags in a book, which is really hard premise to get across. But, right. um, but no, it was very, it was, it was entertaining, but it's not for me. Uh, so I give it an Ikea manual out of five. Okay. Uh, thank you to Lee Rizal. Uh, for right. giving us this copy. Um, if you if you want to experience it for yourself, the book is available December 10th, wherever books are sold. If you guys enjoyed this show, or if you really didn't, you should write to us and mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah. Uh, we have an email at a page too far. I'm sorry, not at, <laughs> at, a, uh, at a fucking... Ah! God damn it. All right. We have an email. It's a page too far at gmail.com. Yes, that's a page, T-O-O-F-A-R, at gmail.com. We also have socials. We got an Instagram and a Twitter, both at a page too far. We also have a YouTube channel, which we don't have a custom URL because you need 100 subscribers. We'll get there. It's kind of bullshit, but whatever. Um, we got a, we got a, our very first mean comments uh, on YouTube. Yeah. 
big surprise. Was the um, the Sunset Warrior? Is that right? Yeah, so, somebody didn't like our review of the Sunset Warrior. I mean, that's um, fair. It's totally fair. I mean, there's no reason why you should agree with anything we say. No, every book is someone's favorite book. Right. It was. I think he pointed out it was one of his favorite books. So, yeah. <laughs> which I don't remember trashing it. I liked it. We have very sarcastic personalities we in do. the best of times. We do. We we sound like we're trashing things a lot. But I actually enjoyed that book. But but the point is, um, I don't. Know, I I invited him to let us know. Yeah. Um, we haven't gotten anything yet. Yeah. Um, but I, if if you disagree with anything we say, if you're frothing at the mouth and white knuckled with rage, you should email us and just pour out your heart to us, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk about like I'm totally ready to admit that I'm wrong about. We a can book have a discourse. This is yeah. a safe place. Yeah, sure. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna say you're wrong for having a different opinion. We, no. we want to talk about it. Yeah. So go ahead and write to us, and uh, of course, uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> Smash that bell. You don't have to do that shit. That's dumb as hell. But, um, but any any of that shit really helps us. Uh, if you like, rate our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to mm-hmm. to it on. That's uh, a huge help. We also have a Patreon. We do every month. Uh, we release outtakes, which are essentially bloopers. It's shit we take out of the episodes. Some episodes are chock full of a little too much goodness, and we have to set it aside for Patreon. You'll hear one here where my colleague just had a stroke trying to say the yeah. email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, check that out on our Patreon. Uh, we also have footnotes, which are just uh, kind of mini bites. Little tangents uh, that we go on. Yeah, little tangents, maybe a topic we want to talk about that's too short for an episode. We also have monthly bonus episodes, mm-hmm. except for December. <laughs> right. December, we are not doing our normal bonus episode for Patreon. Yeah, we're going to take a break uh, because we've been doing this nonstop uh, and it, it takes it takes a lot of time to, to do this show. So we're, we're not going to do a bonus episode for, for December, but we'll be back on track in January with some good shit. We also do movie commentaries. We just did uh, Equilibrium, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a lot of fun. It was great. That, that should be a good commentary. We will be doing a movie commentary in December, though we will not be yeah. doing a bonus episode. Yeah, we'll do a movie commentary. Commentaries are super definitely. easy to super easy to record. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you to all of our editors. Support us if you can. If you can't, we understand. Send us an email. Let us know what's going on. Hashtag Bobo lives. Hashtag Bobo lives. Hashtag my big fat Greek reality TV show. That's a long one. (laughs) My big fat Greek reality TV show. Bye. Bye.